Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tampi. And I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about the highly anticipated Season 5, Episode 7 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Bye. 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 Uh, or in Germany, the title is Education Measures. Uh, the IMDb user synopsis is. The monthly day when the twins' piggy banks are enriched with Section 10 is ahead, so the siblings fear the game is up unless Mary manages to repay the loan, but now her debt is reshuffled so she idly spends her days in the movie theater. So the Camden parents soon learn the dreadful truth they already dreaded. After pondering how to help her, a family intervention proving she's still in howdy, howdy, denial, (laughs) the last resort is packing her off to Buffalo, to be taken in hand by the colonel. Um, obviously, I said sec- the person meant to type the dollar sign, but they typed the symbol for section. <laughs> so I read it as it as was. As it was, yep. So what was your first impression of this episode? Um, so this is Mary's goodbye. Um, it's very dramatic. Uh, I think this was the most... Well done episode in that, like last week's episode, it didn't try to have extraneous plot lines or like things that didn't really mesh well in the episode. Um, there are a lot of like really fun facts about this episode. Like this is that has the longest scene in Seventh Heaven history, uh, which is the intervention scene from like commercial break to commercial break. Um, I don't know this act. This episode made me angry. It made me yeah. It kind of made me angry because I feel like. Me sitting here, like, years later, looking back, would I just feel like I could have done a way better job at trying to, like, do this arc in a way that it wasn't so rushed. I felt like it was really rushed. And I felt that, I don't know, it, there are so many things that could, be done, could have been done differently. Because, honestly, not to quote Drake here, but it really did go 0 to 100 <laughs> real quick. Yes. So, yeah. It felt like the first few episodes, now let's see, this is episode 7. Yeah. So 1 through 5... It was kind of, like, a slow build, and then in 6 and 7, they just, like, piled it all on, and it was like, okay, now it's all, like, it's uh, wrapped up now, too. So, anyway. I thought uh, it was really well acted, though, by certain actors. Like, I think, I liked that, I liked, um, I liked what Jessica Biel did with Mary's character. I liked what Mackenzie Rosman did with Ruthie in this episode, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's hop right in. Yeah, we're gonna... With the cold open. So, we start with, um, the Rev... This is a very short cold open. The Rev is in his office in the church. And uh, he... It seems like he's talking to one of his... What are they called? Uh, parishioners, constituents, um... But it ends up being that he's just talking to himself and he's trying to give himself advice on how to deal with Mary. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. That's the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes home, um... And we have... And, yeah, a, a series of him and Annie are kind of freaking out. They keep saying they're depressed, because they want, they really, really want to know where Mary got the money to make the payments on all of her bills. Um, so they go through this kind of. This felt 
all of the, all of the scenes, there weren't many scenes in this episode, but they all felt very, very long to me, including this one, because they're just trying to figure out where she got the money from. Uh, so we have this kind of series, like Aaron described. So we have, um, first, Annie talks to Lucy, um, where we kind of get another reminder that Lucy is mature. She's, com- like, changed her views on life. She's a lot more responsible. Um, her life is com- on a completely different path. And, she, like, Annie asks about, oh, well, do you know where Mary got the money? Nope. Uh, Lucy doesn't know. In the meantime... Simon and the Rev are talking. Simon confesses that Mary did ask him for money, but he didn't give her any. Um, there's, like, an eye contact between between Simon and Ruthie, so suddenly the Rev's like, hmm, I think something's up. Um, and then they kind of go on this, like, phone Witch call hunt. spree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so first they call... Well, first... So they got all the kids already. Then they, for, they call Grandpa Jackson, who I guess is the comic relief in this because he makes a bunch of Alzheimer's jokes. Um, so, uh, but we find out he, and Annie keeps abruptly hanging up on people without, um, without saying goodbye. So she hangs up on Grandpa Jackson and then she calls him back and he pretends that he didn't know that he just talked to her. Um, then they call, then they speculate that possibly John Hamilton gave Mary the money, even though we have never, ever, ever seen them interact, other than when John was like, Mary asked me for money. Um, So they call Matt again, um, and Matt's like, no, I'm pretty sure John didn't give any money, but Annie's like, make sure you find out. Then they're like, oh, we know who it could be. Maybe it was, um... wait, no, the first thing I think is Heather, right? Is that Heather? Right, right, then they go to Heather, and they're, but... I don't know what Annie said. Annie, She's like, Annie said I already that. talked to yeah. Heather. It it's, wasn't her. Then they'd call Aunt Julie and Dr. Hank. <laughs> um, and they ask, like, okay, wait, no, she didn't ask them for any money. And then they call her them back, and they're like, well, are there any valuables missing from your house? Um, to which Hank is like, the only valuable thing in our house is our daughter. Erica. <laughs> um... We um, while this is also happening, Ruthie kind of comes in as like a smokescreen slash red herring. She's like, "I'm the one that gave um, Mary money twenty dollars, but she gave it back to me, so I'm sorry." And then she runs off. And um, I think like they they at some point think it might be um, Robbie, but like right. But then they're like, "Oh, he's with his with Cheryl, his other girlfriend," and um, they were like said something about basically his girlfriend like threatened to kill him if he would talk if he talks to Mary yeah basically is what they suggested so they know it wasn't Robbie so it's like where did she get this money and you know I think what Sherlock Holmes says is it's like when you've like gone through every possibility it has to be the most obvious one and that's that they think that all the well, kids they said, are like, like Ruthie just came down here and they were like it's right in front of us it's obviously the kids why else would she do that she's trying to cover for all of them so they don't confront them yet, but the kids hear this and they're like, uh-oh, they're on to us. And Ruthie goes, Ruthie and Simon go upstairs to tell Lucy that, like, they're on to us. And Lucy is standing in the twins' room with, holding the piggy banks, just standing there. Like, like, if, you wanted, if you really wanted to get caught, she, fi- she figured it out to just stand there with the... So anyway. While this is all happening, uh, Mary is back to um, basically acting... 
completely out of it in that she is at the movies and she goes and sees the same movie again. Um, again, really troubling as to what Mary's mental state is. I don't, I'm still trying to kind of pin down what exactly Seventh Heaven was trying to get with the fact that, like, I think they're trying to say that she's being irresponsible. She doesn't care, she's being irresponsible. But these are also, like, the whole... These are all symptoms of other things as well. Like, the the whole, like, just not caring about anything is, like, particularly troubling. Um, and the way that that's kind of manifesting in her, like, um, kind of, like escapism right right it's not it's i don't i I don't she's not dealing with anything it's not healthy what she's doing yeah and i think they're trying to they're trying to like level it off somewhere where it actually is much worse than it is um so when we get back to the camden house uh the hamiltons are back uh it's only mama and papa hamilton patricia and morgan right um and uh they, they yeah they go through like a rundown of what's up with all of their kids and it all seems good, and then... We learn a lot about the uh, the Hamiltons that we did not know before. Yeah, like apparently a pa- John failed, like, failed the first year of college and is back at it now, and he's doing much better, and Keisha is taking classes. Keisha is apparently the same age as Lucy. I thought she had been the same age as Mary. Yeah. Um, uh, Nigel is a trouble child. Yeah. And Lynn is growing into a magnificent <laughs> young woman. So, in case you wanted to just check, we'll write that fan fiction too. <laughs> whatever the Hamiltons are up to. Uh, so, they, yeah, so they get to the, to the part where, like, the Camdens are like, how's Nigel? And the, the Hamiltons are obviously uncomfortable because he's, like, their trouble child. And then they're like, well, how's Mary? And we don't ever see them answer because they just kind of fidget uncomfortably. Um... And at the same, like, so this then is, Lucy calls... Lucy calls Matt. Matt. And, and they're trying to plan how to, like, get the money into the bank account. While this... Or not the bank account, the piggy banks. And this and this scene is kind of important, I think, because this is when you tr- see that uh, Lucy and Matt are getting frustrated with Mary. Because Mary still hasn't found a new job yet. She hasn't, like, deposited any money back into the All piggy of, bank. Yeah, she hasn't met any of their expectations. And they're, so, like, they're getting pretty peeved with her. Um, So I think the point of the Patricia Annie scene in the kitchen is that it's supposed to lead them to see Sam and David. Like, they hug it out. They're like, I'm sorry, this is happening. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, this is happening. And then Patricia's like, oh, I can't wait to see those boys or whatever. It's been so long. They've got to be so big. Blah, blah, blah. Babies grow quickly. Um, So... This scene leads to we see like Ruthie in the dark, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with with a with a box of rice and she's pouring rice into the piggy banks and then the light comes on and we see Patricia and Annie and they're just horrified. Um, Shooketh. And then she <laughs> then she calls the rev and. Um, it's, well, it's a very dramatic thing because she walks yeah. out into the hallway. She goes, Eric, and she's like, I think I know where they got the money. <laughs> And, and there's a, actually another heartbreaking moment with Ruthie here where she tries to cover up for Mary. And she's like, I'm the one that's been taking money ever, practically since um, the... Since they were born. And they're like, what did you do with it? And she doesn't have any answer. She's like, I bought a horse. Yeah. And Matt, like, for some reason, has showed up at the house now. Um, or not for some reason. He's obviously showed to, like, help, help them figure out this piggy bank situation. And uh, this is when... We have the moment where you, the Rev is like, I think we have to do something about Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and this leads us to basically what is one 
I guess, two consecutive scenes that happen. The first one being that Mary comes home to all of the Camdens in the living room. Um, and we have a massive intervention scene. It's about 15 minutes long, a little bit longer, I think, actually, where um, from oldest to youngest, each Camden has, like, their own little speech that they give to Mary, basically telling her, one, that they love her, two, that what she's, how what, what she's been doing has been harmful for them, and three, that, like, she needs to do better. And it starts with the Rev and goes to Annie, Matt, Lucy, Simon, and ends with Ruthie. Um, do you have things to say about each person's speech? Um, I mean, so I have, like, some notes written on all of them, but, like, Matt basically says, I don't, I don't know what Annie and the Rev said. It was just kind of like, you're on a bad path. We don't know how this happened. They kind of just review all the things that she's lied about to them. Yeah. So then Matt is like, we all love you. I've seen a lot of, like, losers come into the ER, and you're turning into a loser, and Frankie and Johnny are losers, and I see all the time these, like, addicts and whatever who get mixed up in the wrong thing, and, like, I don't want that to be you. Um, Lucy cries. Has this, cries, of course. And she has this very strange speech about how Mary, like, when the basketball team went down, she went down too, and that um, she's, like, an athlete for life, and she needs to, like, just because she's not playing basketball, she should try to play another sport because that's her identity. That's what she says. Um, she's kind of harsh, too, because she says something like, I used to look up to you, but now I don't look up to you because I don't want to be anything like you. I don't think you want to be anything like you either. Yeah. So for some reason, she's like, you need to become an athlete again. Uh, Simon does this whole bank thing. Yeah. He's like, uh, money. Oh, money. I like money because, um, it tells you your value in numbers. And he's like, you know, if you're doing well by the numbers and he's like, and your numbers say you're not doing well. Um, and he was like, when you see your debt being repaid, it's a beautiful thing. And I want you to have a beautiful thing. Uh, so... We, we that, end with... So we end with, with Ruthie, who is the only, like, honest... Well, I mean, we've also... Like I said, when, when, when Mary didn't come home to eat the pizza with her and, like, just these little things that, like, Ruthie had this kind of, um, obviously, like, childlike, optimistic, like, it's fine. If we help Mary, she will do what... Uh, like, she's, go she's going to do everything she said she is. Like, she still has the faith in her. But finally, Ruthie is like, I don't know why everyone is saying all these nice things about you because you're selfish and why should we care about you if you don't care about us and that's about it yeah uh, and she kind of runs off and that's when um the camerons ask the cam kids to leave and we learn what the rev's master plan is um so he doesn't think that there's anything that he can do for them uh, for, for Mary here. So he's decided that he's going to send Mary to live with the Colonel and Ruth, uh, Grandma Ruth, in Buffalo. Um, this does not go over well. So, yeah, so they tell her this, and she's like, what if I don't want to go? All of those things. She doesn't want to go. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, well, we got you a flight. You're, you're, going, you're going tonight on the red eye, and they also tell her that She's going to start a job when she gets there in, like, the local community center. And once she makes, once she pays back, like, the money for Sam and David, that she's going to start taking a class with Grandma Ruth. At the community college. At the community college. 
So they've just taken all choice away from her. And I don't know if you want to talk about this now, but they didn't do any... They're like, you left us no choice or whatever. But this was their first step for intervention. Right. This was it. The one and only... uh, Thing that they decided to do. So there's... Like I mentioned earlier, I had a lot of issues with this episode because of the fact that there's no groundwork really laid down for it. Um, I think this would make sense if we saw that the last two or three episodes, they were really trying to get to Mary. But I want to say that the first time that they had any conversation with Mary whatsoever this season was in the last episode when they decided not to confront her. When Mary did all the talking and they were, they, they just nodded and like, were like, we need a, a plan of attack. Um, and like, otherwise they haven't tried at all to connect with her or to help her or to figure out what's going on with her. And they keep on saying things like, you, we've spent so much time on you. Like, you have taken up too much of our, like, thoughts and stuff like that. It's like, well, yeah, but every time you talk about her, you end up talking about how it's affecting you instead of, like, caring about what's going on with your daughter. Like, it seems like... So there's a line in Matt's speech where he's like, it's easy to be a bad girl. And I'm like, well, the Camerons are taking the easy way out here by just sending her away and not really, like, actually helping her. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's like you said, that the whole, like, this whole build where it was, like, slow, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like everything blew up. They had plenty of opportunities where they were just, like, ignoring her and they could have confronted the situation and spoken directly to her. Like, they never directly approached her about a lot of the things that they say she lied about. I mean, other than... She only really blatantly lied about um, getting fired from the jobs. And I don't want to, like... These things that she did don't really warrant this reaction anyway. She's not in that much... Like, I would say she's in more trouble because of, like how you're saying she's kind of, like, manifesting symptoms of, like, mental illness. But they're not even talking about that. They're like, she lied and she's in debt. And these are not huge problems. Like, these are things that could easily be remedied by the family. They don't need to send her away. They just need to, like, help her. (laughs) And no one has offered, really, to lend her any actual uh, help. Yeah, and, I mean, so during the scene, we also see that Annie Snoop, or... Went looking oh, yeah. in Mary's room and they found the joint from a couple of episodes ago that we were not sure if she smoked or not. She did not smoke it. Uh, it was just with her. And I think Mary brings up a good point. She's like, what's wrong with experimenting? But because this is... Right. That, that's like that's a no, such a normal thing, too. Like she, she seems like the most normal person on the show other than whatever's going on with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean... I get it. Like, I get why they're concerned, but I think their reaction is a bit harsh and rash. And they, like... You made a good point. They're treating her like an addict. Right. They're like... Right. Because they're like, oh, we have to send her away. In a later scene, Annie's like, is this the right thing to do? And they're like, we have to send her away because this is where her friends are. So that's, like, very much like an addict kind of, like oh, this is, these are the people that, you know, being around them will be kind of like a trigger for, like, wanting to use again or something. So, um... And it seems very much like her substance abuse problems, or if you want to call them substance abuse problems, like with her drinking the beer and her, um, like, 
being tempted maybe to smoke pot are really a reaction to everything else going on wrong in her life. It's not like she drinks beer or she's an alcoholic or whatever, and then that leads to her debt problems. It's very much like, I see it the other way around, where she, the reason that she was drinking was because she had no one else to turn to and the people that were being nice to her were offering these things to her. So I don't, like, I feel like that's not, I don't know, there's a bunch about this that is completely wrong. And if they really wanted to go in a route where, you know, Mary needs help, they could have very easily done a really good mental illness storyline. Right. That would have been more appropriate here, I think. Because they've set it up. It's so, it's set up so well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's perfect. You start to, like, for, like lo- lose the thing. You don't care about the things you care used to care about anymore. You, she, like, we went through a bunch of symptoms in the last episode that she was showing. So, I don't know. Meh. Um, I guess, so this ends... We have a, a we have a little a couple in between scenes here we mentioned with Annie and the Rev kind of reassuring each other, like, but is this the right thing? Yeah, kind and then of thing. Lucy tries to come in while Mary is packing to like have a goodbye or whatever, but Mary isn't having any of it. She's like, I why would you think I'd be okay with this? Like obviously I'm upset, and Lucy says, Is this how you want to say goodbye? And she's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have a very dramatic. She screams at her tells all of the kids to leave her alone um and i mean she leaves without saying goodbye and they're all shooketh (laughs) um i really appreciated i would have agreed with simon and mary's react lucy's reactions in this um ruthie was like all about that cake and matt was like (laughs) (laughs) and matt i don't know i was kind of annoyed with matt he was very much like he's like i can't believe this is I, what does he say? He calls her something. Like, I feel like his 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 attitude is similar to Ruthie's, which is like good riddance. And yeah. I'm like, like this is not. This is you have shown no interest in Mary at all this season. The only people that I would think would have like any per, like emotional depth in this would be Ruthie and Lucy. Yeah. And like every nobody else really you're like everybody else really ignored her. Yeah. Um. So she leaves. They We have a scene at the airport, which is... Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Mary's like, you're right. I am out of control, and I don't know how... I didn't know how to get back into control. Uh, so she's like, kind of comes around a little bit, and she's like, okay, maybe this is good for me, which I hate because I really wanted her to still be, like, really resisting. But you so. can tell that she's still, she's, like, she knows that it's the Rev's idea, so she's very mad at the Rev still. Yeah. Um, and she even says something like, I prayed for a solution, and apparently this is what I got out of prayer, and if this is it, then I'm never praying again. Yeah. Which I thought was... Good. Good like, stuff. this is good, real-life, like, drama that, like, a, a pastor's kid or whatever a reference child would have, I think. Like, that dilemma of, is all of this real? Um, oh, yeah, like, this is what prayer got me. Yeah. Like, what's it good for? I thought that, like, that was a nice touch there. Uh, yeah, and then that's about it. And then Mary is off on her way to Buffalo, and the Reverend Annie Clutch hug, it, at hug each other. it out and weep. And that's the end of the episode, and that's Mary's goodbye. Um, Bye. <laughs> so before we go and rate this episode, because I feel like we've said a lot about what we have to say about our problems with it. Yeah. Um, we have some... We did a lot of research about this because we know that this wasn't just 
a storyline that, like, naturally was made from Brenda Hampton's head. Right. We know that they want... Every, most everyone knows they wanted Jessica Biel off the show, as we've mentioned before. Um, this was November of 2000, or possibly early December, and we know that in March of 2000, Jessica Biel did that photo shoot that we've talked about a lot in Gear Magazine, where she was, pre- she was naked. Um, so... We know that that obviously was not good for what, I guess, the message that the show wanted to communicate and stuff about wholesome things. Um, but you read a few other things that, I don't know, you wanted to... Yeah, yeah. Um, some more inter- insider information. So, um, learned that... I don't know if we mentioned this already, so sorry if this is repetitive, but um, apparently... Or Mary, Mary, Jessica Beale was 17 when she did the shoot. So when she did it... Um, like she was underage technically, and yeah, it wasn't released though until until she, she turned was 18. eighteen. But apparently, um, the things that she shot or she thought she was shooting versus the things that actually got placed into the magazine were completely different. And she very much, like looking back, Regret, thinks yeah. yeah, regrets it. She feels like she was manipulated, um, and that she was around people that were like. giving her wrong directions but during the shoot apparently she said a bunch of things about how she thinks that she could kick the character of mary's ass like she she wants to leave seventh heaven behind she thinks she's it's time for bigger and better things and when the gear magazine shoot came out the executives over at seventh heaven were unhappy about it um apparently stephen collins who plays the reverend's character uh, was also very unhappy with it um he called it child pornography yeah uh which which is, we won't go in i mean we've spoken before about stephen collins's issue legal issues with actual well um those molestation not but with yeah same under, general yes area um so that was kind of mm, hypocritical um and Apparently, we like read some. Uh, I've read some other interviews where Jessica Biel said that she thinks that a lot of uh, with the Gear magazine shoot, and then a lot of it also steered into the fact that she was 17, 18 years old. She wanted to, ch- like, you know, as any teenager would, wanted to change her appearance a bit, change her hair, cut it, dye it. And Aaron Spelling, who is the executive producer of Seventh Heaven, was like, nope. And she was rebelling and not, probably not acting in whatever capacity they wanted her to act on the show. And apparently she, I don't know, had to, like, had some problems with other, not problems, but I guess, like, she disagreed with the producers and that kind of... And the way that they wanted her to present herself um, off screen. And um, there's a point in the interview, I think it's with, like, W Magazine. um, When was it from? uh, 2014, I want to say. Um, if anybody wants uh, links to these things, let us know. I'll send them through. Um, that she says that she remembers when they filmed the new cold open, the new, the new opening <laughs> oh, credits. We'll get, we'll get to that in the next, yeah. And uh, this was something I noticed when I watched straight through, uh, like about a year ago, and I was just kind of baffled by it. Um, they reshoot the cold open. The opening credits. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the opening credits. Because um, at the end there's a dinner table scene. And they take... 
uh, Jessica Biel out of it, but the thing is, spoiler alert for people who might not know this, um, she's only gone for like an episode and then she's back, so they keep switching out these this dinner table scene at the end of the opening credits, like back and forth, all throughout the rest of the fifth season. It's very strange. It sounds kind of petty to me. Yeah. But she said, like, she was there. They, like, filmed the original one. And then they told her to get out of the shot, right? Right. And then she was like, what's going on? And everybody else was really confused. But it was, like, kind of the hint that, like, something something was changing. Yeah. Um, But... No worries for Jessica Biel. Oh, that's very and, petty if she didn't know that she was going to be, like... No, they didn't. She didn't know <laughs> what was happening. Uh, Jessica Biel, Mary, Camden fans. Um, there is redemption on the way. And also, uh, she ended up fixing all of her ties. Beefs with the... But but the, the character of Mary is, like, irreparably damaged now. She never goes back to being, um, like, kind of as it was pointed out in this episode by, like, Lucy, like, she was smart in the beginning and very independent, and she never really gets back there. She's kind of just, like, when she does pop back in, she's very much this new character that they've turned her into. Um, The final thing I want to say about this before we rate it is that um, there are a lot of reviews for this episode on the internet, and a a lot of people gave it really high ratings. I think... Um, which I'm gonna have to disagree with. Like I, I've read like eight or nine reviews that were like, "This is the best episode ever." This was a great like ending of Mary's arc. Ten out of ten. Blah blah blah. So what are you gonna read it? Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know if I should like rate it on it. Like it's trying to mix the content versus the content, like the the structure of it. Um. Uh, a 3.5? Yeah, I was going to say 3. So, I just thought it, dra- like, the scenes, there were only, like, four or five scenes, and they were all, they all felt so dragged out. The whole thing with the Hamiltons felt, like, out of place. I don't really know. They were they were just there to serve as a reason to go up and check on the twins, I think, which definitely could have been done in a different way. Like, wouldn't Annie just go check on the twins anyway? Um, Just like, it felt like a slight waste of Grandpa Jackson's guest starring. Right. Well, we know that this is probably really controversial. Our opinions don't agree with a lot of the opinions that are out there. So let us know what you think of this episode. Do you agree that it was the best thing out there? Do you agree with how they handled Mary's exit? People people really like the one where she, uh, where they broke into the gym. That was like one of the, wasn't that like the highest rated ever? I think it was the highest rated ever, yeah. Yeah, so people were less interested when they were getting rid of her. Um, so let us know what you think, listeners. Uh, we will be posting on our social media, and that's how you can get in touch with us. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, our handles, handles are at, at Cam- Camden Cast Show. And on Facebook, we're Camden Cast. And you can listen to us every Wednesday and Saturday through soundcloud.com slash Camden Cast or... Through the iTunes, through the Apple. iTunes, Apple, iTunes podcast app thing. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi, and this is Camden Cast.